Hello folks, welcome to Jet Cetera. It's the Winnipeg Free Press podcast about Jets, sports, and etc. I'm your host, sports editor Steve Lines, and I'm joined as usual by sports columnist Mike McIntyre. Hi Mike. Steve, good to see you. We're in my office here at 1355 yeah. Mountain as usual. Beautiful day out. I think it's going to like 24 degrees I today. I rode my bike. I took the long way to work. I, I don't know why I would take the short way to work, frankly. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, like do, why, you want, do you want to get to work that badly? Exactly. Why am I hurrying to get to work, <laughs> no. right? Do you know what I mean? So I left a little earlier and I, from my place, I went down through the forks along the river, et cetera, et cetera. Made a little pit stop. I had to make a little pit stop somewhere and I made it to work. Anyways, beautiful morning. Wow. Just gorgeous. Anyways, we're in episode 64. The Logan Stanley episode. Yes, this is all six foot seven of this edition. <laughs> all right. And today we'll be talking about the Jets' first round playoff matchup versus the Oilers. Blake Wheeler revealing uh, that he played earlier in the season with cracked ribs. Um, the absence of Nikolai Ehlers during the Jets' recent slump. And what's that? <coughs> MVP. <coughs> Kevin Bieksa's take on the Tom Wilson antics, uh, non MVP. Mike's golfing adventures and my new wheels. This time it's four instead of two. And a cliffhanger. We're going to reveal why you and I may both be on the run from the law exactly. right now. We, we could be fugitives. I'm a little worried about that now. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, on to the first period. Jets are going to play the Oilers. Shocking. Kind of knew that was going to happen for a while here. Although, Well, uh, when we last we met, fourth. Steve, the Jets were in complete free fall. They lost seven in a row. And... Two things have happened since we did this a week ago. The Jets have won two hockey games, which oh. people were starting to wonder if that was possible. All right. They clinched the playoff spot last Wednesday night, right. hours after we did the podcast. Right. 4 nothing win in Calgary. Right. Then they lost to Ottawa. Then they lost to Vancouver. And then they beat Vancouver. And then they beat Vancouver. So they're 2-2. Two 2-2. And two. Two and two. Not bad. Things are looking up. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is, there's signs of life. Um, yeah, so this is the big question. Like... Um, uh, what chance do the Jets have against the mighty Oilers uh, given their recent play? So they've now won two of their last 10. Would that be accurate? Two of uh, two of nine. Two or of two nine? of 11, sorry. Two of two, 11. Two and nine. Two and in nine their last in their last 11. 11. Yeah. So obviously not a great skid. What, what I find fascinating here, um, I was talking, Jeff Hamilton was visiting with us a little earlier, just before we got started here. Uh, some of you folks know him as our crack football writer. Um, Craig Button works for TSN. Now, all season, they go to Craig Button after the games or whatever, and Craig Button's like singing the praises of the Jets all year. The Jets had the, the best top nine forward group in the NHL. They've got, of course, the best goaltending in the NHL. They've got a pretty decent defense, and Neil Pionk might be you know, in line to win the Norris Trophy. And they're going to be a, a really tough out. Like, this is this is a really, really good team. And the right. Jets were a really, really good team. They seemed like they were a really, really good team. And then they go into this slump for whatever reason. And I, I have no idea really why. Um, no. <coughs> Nikolai Ehlers. Nikolai Ehlers, yeah, come on. <laughs> okay. Well, that's, that's not good. So, anyways, um, and then all of a sudden they're a terrible team. Yeah. Like, you know, like, so – what what's the deal here, Mike? Do you think they're a decent team? Well, or? I don't think they were. They, they maybe weren't as good as no? we thought they were, but yeah. I don't think they're as bad as we thought they were. I, I mean, the truth lies probably somewhere in the middle. I remember all the hand-wringing of people, even when the Jets were winning, they were like, sure. this is going to end. You right, know, it's like, not well, sustainable. smoke and mirrors. Right. Blah, blah. Were, they, were they right? And the I told you so crowd certainly came out uh, in full force. Have they? Well, 
a lot of people. I'm not on Twitter that much, right? Yeah, so, no. Yeah. Th- this is this is what people say the Jets really are if they don't get Vesna quality goaltending and if they don't um, score at a at a, you know at a rate or convert just on their goals. chances. They just need three goals, <laughs> right? As you've pointed out, you've been tracking all year. I mean, in a lot of ways, that really has been the they Achilles score three heel goals of this they team. Win, man. It's not the defense; it's the offense that yeah. is often the issue with this team. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, even the other night, they lose 3-1 to Vancouver. Yep. If you would have said at the beginning of the night... What did they lose to Ottawa? What was the score? 3-1? 4-2? 4-2. goal. Right. So, but again, two goals, one two goal. Goals. If, you know, if, if you hold Vancouver and Ottawa to two or three goals, not including two. empty yeah, netters, yeah, yeah, three, you yeah. should be winning all those games right. with... The Jets have nine players who are in double digits in goals. I... At one point, I don't think any other NHL team had as many players in, and there might be one or two now. And they have three 20-goal guys too, right? right? So that alone should be enough to win you. But it's it's when they score that seems to be the issue. And the Jets too often have a power outage. Uh, The power play goes ice cold as it has recently. Kyle Connor goes seven games without getting a single point. Mark Shifley has one goal in seven. Mason Appleton had no goals in 19. Jerry Dubois curses him. Has he scored since the trade? He hasn't scored in 16 games now. 16, yeah. So... um, you know, we we so much focus on the blue line, like, and people wring their hands over Derek Forbert's play, or <laughs> is should Jordy Ben be on the third pair? Or, but <laughs> is that winning or losing them hockey games? I don't know. Okay, so now they're going against the Oilers. Do they have a chance against the Oilers? <laughs> what do you think? Uh, what's the old saying? Slim and none, and Slim just left town. That's like what they say. So here is, is your, yeah, you don't think well, they have a chance? I don't think they have a chance. No, I mean, right. um. Connor McDavid is having the best season of his career, and I I would say his last few weeks have been the best segment of the best season. He looks unstoppable. He does. So here's here's a number for you, Steve. And this doesn't include last night's game. The Jets were one and nine going into last night's game in their last ten. They had scored seventeen total goals in those ten games. Four of them came in their one win. So they had thirteen goals in their nine regulation losses. Connor McDavid's last ten games. 28 points. He, he has 11 more points than the entire Jets team has goals. in right. the, Like, that is insane. And Paul Maurice had a funny quote last night, although I don't know if Jets fans are yeah, laughing 400, too much. Uh, right, he said, someone said, what's a, you know, what, what's what do you foresee happening? And he said, uh, I'm going to get asked 412 different times how to stop Connor McDavid and, and Leon Dreisaitl and hopefully I can come up with 412 different answers and hopefully one of them works he says yeah so you know but in a lot of the games against the Oilers this year again yeah Connor McDavid did burn them Leon Dreisaitl burned them again though it was it was not they were competitive in a lot of those games and they just weren't able to you know shut down McDavid or Dreisaitl at key moments or whatever I still think I still think they have a chance because, and I'm going to hold on to this. So in baseball, any team that has really good starting pitching in a playoff series always has a chance. And I equate that same sort of thing to goaltending. And so uh, the Jets will always have a chance because they have Connor Hellebuck. If he plays the way that he plays, they will have a chance. And then, but they need the score. 
Like the reality is, right. that, uh, sure, Connor, Connor McDavid is going to score. Yeah. He let's say he gets two goals a game or, or whatever, two points a game. So that means the Oilers are going to get two or three goals a game. The Jets are going to need the score. Yes. They can't go into this series trying to win two one or even three two. But it looks two. like that's what they're going to try to do. I know, and that's to me that's a strategy that's bound to fail. In it, if anything, you'd say they should be opening it up. Like I'm not saying they want to get yeah, into beat them a six five. Right. I don't know that you want to get into a run and gun, but why wouldn't you? Your depth, you should be able to outscore, especially your your bottom two. Connor McDavid can't play all 60 minutes. No. Like he, he <laughs> does like play a lot. <laughs> he plays close to 30 minutes at times, but that still leaves half of a game where your depth, I mean, you're telling me that the likes of Dubois and... And Lowry, they can't handle Dominic Cahoon and Josh Archibald and Kyler Yamamoto and and Jujar Kyra. Like right. the Jets should be able to right. when those guys aren't on the ice. And so yeah, containing That's Mc- why I think they have a chance. Yeah, and Mike Mike Smith and, he's and had a great season. Yeah, he's thirty nine exactly. years old. Yeah, yeah. He's thirty nine and he is prone. The other guy's terrible. Yeah, he, he's oh absolutely terrible. I mean, if Miko, if Miko Koskinen gets in a game, the Jets have won the series. Right. Um, but so Mike Smith, uh, you know, great season, but is that sustainable? We talk about the Jets. Well, is Mike Smith, can he keep it going into the playoffs? And that's going to be a, a key matchup for sure. All right, folks, we're back for the second period of our Jets Cetera podcast. Mike, you alluded to it a couple times in the uh, first period there. <coughs> Nikolai Ehlers, <laughs> team MVP. Hello, frog in my throat. Um, apparently, he's the best forward in the uh, in the world, uh, according to some people. Um, uh, I don't know. Like, did the did the slump completely coincide with Nikolai Ehlers being injured? Well, they were got, slumping already. Yeah, he got they? hurt in that second game against Toronto, and at that point, they had already laid a couple of. One or oh, is that what it was? So they've lost that many games since he's been out. Yeah. Okay. They, so right. I mean, the the offense. I should he, keep track. Better, he was right? their second. You know, at the time he got hurt, Kyle Connors now jumped ahead of him. But he, next to Mark Scheifele, he was their their big their biggest point producer, and next to Kyle Connor, he was their their biggest goal scorer. And you know, he does things that I think we would agree nobody else on the Jets can do in terms of getting puck possession, zone entry, all that that the Jets have struggled at times to do. Um, and he creates things. The power play has gone What's really cool. What's his status as far as coming back? So it's interesting. He he skated, and I watched him skate on, I think it was Sunday. All the days are a blur here. But the first day he stepped on the ice, I was at Jets practice. I think it was Sunday. And so I watched him. He was moving around just fine, but he's not dealing with a leg injury. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. So it's not unexpected that he was flying around the ice. The problem, Steve, is he really didn't touch the puck. Like, other than some really casual stick handling, he never took a single shot. He was just lightly passing with a few of the coaches. And that is the ongoing concern. Like, we know he has a high pain threshold, Nikolai Ehlers, for all his antics on the ice. He often looks like he's he's down and out. There's a European soccer flair at times, too. (laughs) But that being said, the guy does take a a beating at times. And, you know, he played, uh, I I look back to that playoff series two years ago against St. Louis, he broke his foot in game five. And then he played game six, like blocking, like, so he's got a lot of pain threshold. But if he can't shoot the puck, what good is he? Right. And so Nick Kiprios, actually, yesterday, uh, former analyst on Sportsnet, 
not quoting any source, uh, he tweeted yesterday, and it got the hockey world buzzing a bit, that he his information is Nikolai Ehlers will not be ready for game one of the playoffs. Okay. Now, that may be premature. First of all, we don't even know when game one is. We think it's going to be next Wednesday or Thursday. The NHL hasn't even announced the schedule. Um, I'd say the later it starts, the better for the Jets. At this point, every day they can get maybe gets them a day closer. But I also think that the Jets aren't even ready to make a decision on Ehlers. They'll wait and see like till the last possible well, yeah, second. For sure, yeah, yeah. And they can do things nowadays. So you think right? he's the team team MVP? Well, you know, so the team, as as the team goes, he goes. You and I had an interesting debate earlier this season whether it was Hellebuck or Shifley. Correct. Um, I still think it's Shifley. Right, and I made the argument that it was Hellebuck. Although I wrote a column earlier in the year that said. Shifley's probably the most important player to this yeah. team. And I stand by that. Yeah, me too. Number I, I one, agree with you on that, Mike. Yeah. If Mark Shifley is playing at the top of his game, um, the Jets are a much more um, impactful team. For sure. For sure yeah. And we saw that against Calgary last year in the bubble. Shifley goes down. Well, we saw it, shift. saw it last night. Saw it last night, yeah. right. Shifley the was on. The night before, on. too, by the way. Both games against Vancouver. He was yes, both. it's a tale of two. Right. The, the yeah. top line was terrible on Monday. No, no. They had tons of chances. Well, sorry, but they didn't finish. Right, yeah, yeah. And so when they finished, last night they combined Correct. for four goals, all even strength. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. They, they were showing good signs yeah. um, of coming out of it, and finally they get the payoff last I night. I think the Jets played better in the loss than they I did. I would agree. They played. I thought they played really well. Thatcher Demko was, the, was, was unbelievable. For sure. I thought that was that game was the Jets that we'd seen earlier in right. the year. Yeah, they were very forceful, yeah. So if if that line can get going, and last night, forget about the win over lowly Vancouver, but the best development for the Jets is that that line of Connor, Wheeler, Shifley combined for nine points, and all of it was on five on five. So for all the detractors who say they only put up their points on the power play – that didn't happen last year. Yeah, that, that's the thing too. I know you said the lowly Vancouver Canucks, but that's the one thing about the the Canadian division. There's been no, no there's been no, no pushovers. there's been no pushover this year. I think that's the, none. As there's the no Ottawa Buffalo. Sen- no, there's the no Anaheim. Have been tough every single game. Yep. The Vancouver Canucks are a team that went deep into the playoffs last year, and there they got a lot of really good players. They got a very good goalie. Um, on any given night, yeah. anybody can kind of w- seems to win in this division, and so that's why I'm just I'm s- so unsure of what's going to happen. When so the for me, come. other uh, than we know the Leafs will soon, sooner or later lose, because uh, that's historically they do. By the course. way, I had a guy yesterday, and he was serious, <laughs> Steve. He emailed me, and he said, um, "This is how confident he is that the Oilers are going to beat the Jets." He said, "Do you think that Dave Tippett is considering?" Uh, resting McDavid and Dreisaitl for the entire first round to so that they're fresh for a tougher second round oh, matchup wow. with the Leafs. Yeah, well, that good luck with that. And yeah. uh, to which I, I'd suggest the Jets would be okay with that if, if they yeah, were to the, do the that. The Oilers are nothing, frankly. Without... Although they have, Dave Tippett is a really, really good coach. And so I, I, I like him as a coach. Yeah. And he's got the team playing a certain way for sure. And they're all pulling in the same direction type of thing and that helps even fringe players play better For than sure. they normally would be playing so but without Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl <laughs> yeah that would be a pretty quick series so here's here's why in terms of Ehlers his importance I mean clearly they miss him and I think they miss him not just 
for what he does, but for what he does to the rest of the lineup. And I point to a guy like Pierre-Luc Dubois, who I think desperately needs probably Nikolai Ehlers like, to play with. Right now, Dubois, to me, feels like they don't even know where to put him. Right. He's he's now playing with Matthew Pro and Andrew Kopp. And that line's looked it's okay. okay. It's looked all right. I've never really looked a little dangerous the last couple yeah, of games. And yeah, I like that. One sign that I like going into the playoffs is he he got angry last night. He started throwing a few shots at Tyler Grayovac late in the third. Like, I think they need an engaged Pierre Luc Dubois. Yeah, they I don't need it, it going through the engaged. motions, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and recent history. In the bubble last year, Steve, he was dominant against Toronto in the first round for Columbus. He had that first career hat trick. Um, if they could get playoff Pierre-Luc Dubois, that would be a big step. Is, is there something to the idea that the Jets are a really veteran team? And at, at throughout part of the season, that really, really carried them. They were really really, really good because of that. And they were really resilient because of that. Right. And they, they had a certain direction because of that. And then then it started to become, and, and you wrote about this, and we talked about this, about how there was a certain part of the season where they were 16 points clear of, yeah. of the Calgary Flames, right? And then at that point, that's when it sounds like they started to cheat a little bit in their game and, and being veterans or whatever. And, sure. and maybe that's that rubbed off on Dubois. And it's it's kind of just like, and then it kind of just, you know, infiltrated the entire team right. or whatever. And then and it's like, and then all of a sudden, oh my God, we've just lost seven games in a row because yeah. of it. We need to get our shit together, right? Do you yeah. know what I mean? And and then and then so And in a season like they, this do, do you know what I mean? And, so, and in a season like this, things could turn in a hurry because correct. there was no like you, you were playing every other day right. or every day in some yeah. cases. So I guess your your successes could quickly compound but also your failures mm -hmm. and everything is under a bigger and, and, microscope and Maurice said last night i guess now he feels that they have a better he, he likes their yeah. better team now and they have a better chance of winning the playoffs now than he did three weeks ago right and we thought they were a pretty good team three we weeks did ago, so so he believes in this group and is last he just, is he just snowing us well he's i mean good, he's, he's, he's got to sell hope for sure he's but a good spin doctor he is um, but I do suspect there's a big part of him that truly believes that he, he's been through some battles with this group. He knows what they're capable of. And he obviously it, thinks better than any of us, frankly, for sure. And better. Of most I, of I you. just, I always caution against the whole flipping a switch idea that you could just, you know, turn it on. But that being said, but, have, but it's, they haven't really, right. They're not it's, having, there's no flip switch here. They've been, it feels like they've been going in the right direction correct. here, even though they weren't getting the results Right. other than that horrible game against Edmonton where they got destroyed but they got destroyed by the Montreal Canadiens earlier in the year and they got this do you know what I mean like everybody's and ever right games. Boston yeah. had a game where they lost eight nothing or something sure. this year everybody's yeah. had terrible Colorado had a it's game a where they a got some schedule it has so um yeah they, they've got uh they've got some runway here to work with now because they're going to play Friday in what is now a completely meaningless game then they're going to get probably another little break before they start against the Oilers and Look, the Jets and the Oilers—they're—they're they're going to start with a zero and zero record. Yep. And if you're—if you're one of those law of averages type, Steve, the fact Edmonton beat the Jets six straight times to end the regular season and seven of nine, some might say, "Well, the Jets are due, right?" They're like, due, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> due. Okay. We'll see. All right, folks, we're back for the third period of our Jet Cetra podcast. This is the etc. part. Now, Mike, I brought this up just before we got started here. 
I may be in trouble. Um, so I was leaving to ride my bike to work today. And I remembered that I got a letter in the mail late last week from the government of Canada telling me to fill out the census. And so I read it today. I should look at my mail a little bit more regularly. I, I, I barely even look at my mailbox, frankly. Sure. I mean, most who, who gets, gets mail? Who gets mail, right? right. You know what I mean? So, like, if they had emailed this to me. Sure. I mean, so, anyways, so I looked at it this morning. May 12th. It says that today. May 12th. Today's May 12th. And it says that I was supposed to have filled this out by May 11th. That's yesterday. Otherwise, it was some sort of, like, criminal offense. Yeah. You are a fugitive right now, like, Steve. seriously? So, uh, I had the similar reaction because we got ours in the mail last week. And we like, don't... They send it out to... like. Do you, on, by the way, do you have a mailbox right at your house or do you have yeah, to go yeah. check? See, yeah. we don't even have that. Yeah, we yeah. have a... We have to go box, to yeah. get a super box. So I can safely say we do not check our mail daily. Like I'll check it sometimes once a week. Yeah. Twice. So I got mine. I don't know when it actually arrived. I think I got it last Wednesday or Thursday. But same thing. I said to my wife, we have like four days to fill this out. And then I'm seeing on Twitter and that... People are talking about, did you get the long form or the short form? The right. long form apparently takes like an hour. So I'm thinking, well, they give you almost no notice and you might have to dedicate a good chunk of time to this. Um, or else what? What well, are they going to do to me? I mean, do federal agents show up at your house uh, and arrest you? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm going to Google it after this. I you might be. A, I guess you're going to be find out, Steve, here. Well, I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to participate. It's not like I want to like... I well, did my I, Monday. Well, I actually do want to go off the grid and get away from everybody, but <laughs> but maybe this would help. With I that. don't. So I filled mine out. There is no option to click. I'm going off the grid uh, <laughs> in terms of w what your current residency is, but that should be an option. It should be. Yeah, I'm uh, out of here. It I did mine fine. late Monday night after being wow. at the Jets game because I knew Just the deadline waiting. was looming and. Um, I must admit, a little part of me was disappointed that I only got the short form one, which only takes like 15 minutes. I did see it on minutes. Facebook. I was getting this pop up on Facebook. Steve, you could click here to fill out the census. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, I could, you know, it's Facebook. I could bugging me, right? <laughs> you yeah. thought it was just like a survey. Well, yeah. It's yeah. just like, because you get surveys on Facebook sure. all the time. That's what I no, thought it was. That's like, the government reaching out to you. On uh, Facebook. On Facebook. I did a friend that accepted a friend <laughs> request from them. From Justin Trudeau? <laughs> I did not. Well, I like from him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's big I'm brother i'm actually a trudeau fan sorry folks <laughs> i like this dad i like him too that is big brother watching but they know again the generation of folks like probably way more people check their facebook than they do their mailbox right so they're well, trying to yeah, i guess I, reach out check for, okay so anyways so i guess i'll have to figure out what happens so i think you could still go online tonight and you're not gonna because you have to enter a code eh? To right. you go to the website you have a personal code nice. i don't think Although maybe there'll be like a big flashing buzzer that says you are now considered a fugitive. They're not going to shut down my bank account or anything. I hope not. Yeah, yeah. Um, but okay. yeah, you should uh, you should go investigate that. All right, you you had a brush with the law. So I'm too? also a, a potential fugitive. I, you know, do you ever have those days where you just regret? You you, you say I should have just stayed in bed. That yeah. was that was last Saturday. Uh, the Jets were playing Ottawa I don't know that why he night. Had to drag me into it, by the way. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So I get up, I go to the morning skate, <laughs> which is at nine thirty. Uh, so on my way to the morning skate, I get pulled over and I get issued a speeding ticket for doing seventy four and a sixty. Um, that now, in my defense, and I am going to try and fight this, and I'll keep everyone posted how it goes because the police officer told me to fight it. The speed limit where I got pulled over 
had literally just dropped from a 70 to a 60. Yeah, I noticed it the other day. I, I, I rode by it on my bike and I noticed yeah. it. Yeah. Anyway, so I was not speeding on my so bike. So I like he he's parked right where it drops, getting well, yeah. people. And then secondly, I was behind a car that looked like the, the driver was not paying attention. The guy was weaving a bit. He was only doing like somewhere in the 50s. So I wanted to get around this car because I didn't trust the way he was driving. Right. So sort of a perfect storm that I pull around him to pass him and accelerate a bit right where the speed drops, hence the 74. Police officer told me, yeah, you, you should, should give it where it is. It's just off Chief Pegwis. It's by Chief Pegwis Trail on the, North Main Street. By the golf course there, yeah. 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 So, um, so anyways, that was the first thing that happened. Then, uh, then I lost my wallet later that morning. Thankfully, a good Samaritan citizen found oh, it. I thought it was stolen. Nice. And I think when I told you, I thought it got stolen out of my car. Right. Turns out it had dropped out of my pocket by my car. Somebody got my number uh, and returned it, thankfully. I didn't oh. have any cash. Who carries cash in their wallet? I got I 20 don't. bucks in my wallet. Okay. Can I borrow 20 bucks? Uh, no, I, I just <laughs> leave it there. Okay. It's an uh, emergency. Mad money. Yeah. Because my bike breaks down. And then I was thinking, well, I got a flat. I got to call a cab. What else could go wrong? Because I figured things happen in threes. Uh, and I'm trying to think. I did say something else went wrong that the day. The Jets lost. Oh, I don't care about that. <laughs> uh, I guess if you're a Jets fan, you'd care. But no, there was a third thing that happened that day. I just can't. It wasn't nearly as as dire. Oh, you. This is why, Dre, you didn't put that. You d forgot to tell oh, the right. Jets that I was coming to the game. Right. They didn't have a seat for me. Right. And I stick handled around it and got a seat. But I show up and they're like, yeah, you're not on the list. <laughs> and what do you mean I'm not on the list? So that was the third thing. I was preoccupied, sorry. You were. Well, you had taken a long weekend and May had come around. And so anyways, that was uh, that was just one of those days where, are you kidding me? I should have just stayed home. So you're going to fight this speeding ticket? So I, I am. fought a speeding ticket recently. Um, um, didn't I? You did, and you I told did, us about it. Yeah. You got it reduced, right? I got it reduced in half. I still think I shouldn't have had to pay anything. You didn't get just... the, the demerits reduced, though, right? That's the big thing. There was thing. no demerits because it was a photo radar. Oh, like, yeah. So, so I get the two demerits. Yeah, that, that's... Uh... Which sucks because I have been... Uh, I, I have my full merits, and my license now is only like, I don't know, 35 bucks or something because... Right. Of, so... so mostly affects your insurance, though. Oh, does it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it makes the money go down. It makes your so, discount go down. Right. So I don't know. I mean, even if I were to get my fine reduced, I don't think they usually drop the demerits, right? Don't know. We'll have to see. I, I might need to retain legal counsel. Do you, maybe I could borrow the lawyer that you're going to get to fight your census arrest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, yes, we are two fugitives, uh, folks, for very different reasons. Uh, and we'll keep you posted on how that goes. Okay, folks, we're back for the overtime period of our Jet Cetera podcast. Well, that was tough to get out, Mike. Um, so, as I mentioned earlier, I got some new wheels, Mike. And normally when you say you get new wheels, I just assume you bought another bike because you have like a, 14 yeah, of another, them. Yeah, I almost bought another bike this morning. But anyways, that's a whole other matter. But yeah, I got a new... Um, Four I, wheels, I've not moved, two. moved into the SUV world. I bought myself a Honda Passport. 
Uh, it's a couple of years old. Uh, yeah, 16,000 clicks on it. Was this a dealer sale or a private type sale? Yeah, dealer sale. Yeah, yeah. yeah Winnipeg Honda. Not Shout on like Facebook them. Marketplace. That's where I know you buy a lot of your bikes. You didn't buy a car through there, did you? No, I never, no. That Can was... you buy a car through Facebook Marketplace? Oh, yeah, Marketplace? for sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Even the dealers advertise oh, on Facebook sense. Marketplace. Yeah, for sure. The government yeah. does. They, that's they, how they get you for your census, yeah. so might as well. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I'm picking it up on Friday. Um it's uh, it, yeah, it, it it suits my lifestyle a little bit more. Yes, and I've always been a sedan guy. I've had three straight BMW sedans yep. or whatever. Um, I wrote about my passport and my playbook today, and some guy was incredulous with an email to me. Oh my God. You're a BMW person. You can't be buying a Honda. He's like freaking out or whatever. <laughs> like so, you violated some code? I guess so. I mean, BMW has SUVs, but yeah. they didn't really. Uh, they didn't really, those ones didn't really line up for what I wanted it for. And so, um, yeah, so now I'm, uh, I'm uh, gone to a plain old Honda. It's too bad this passport can't get you out of the country right now. Yeah. <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. Um, although maybe you might be getting a vaccination passport later this year as well, right? Because yeah, there's talk of that, yeah, which would open the door to travel. Yeah. And I'd be all for that's that. Why I kind of, I kind of like the idea that it was a pass. I like the name of it. Right. I like the vehicle as well. I was looking at uh, lots of different vehicles. This one checked all the boxes or whatever. When I, uh, when I went to Edmonton last summer, um, to cover the Stanley cup playoffs in the bubble, I got a Honda CRV mm-hmm. and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And so this is actually kind of a step up, right? It's it's bigger. It's 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 more like a Honda Pilot. A Honda Pilot is the their biggest SUV and then but that has three rows of seats. Right. And so then the CRV is a little smaller and has two rows of seats. And so they came out with this passport, which is almost the same size as a pilot, but it only has two rows of seats. So it's a little shorter. The big difference though between this SUV and the CRV, got all that. Is that's that a lot of acronyms? I'll give you one more. Is that the CRV has what's called a CVT transmission? That is TMI. Yeah. So it's the CVT OMG. transmission. Wow. Doesn't shift gears. It's okay. just a you press the you press the pedal and it just accelerates. So how many bikes can you fit in this thing? Um, <laughs> Like one in the back, one on the roof. I haven't. No, I don't like the idea of them on the roof. I could probably get. I can get two in the back. Yeah. But, uh, but I have. A, I'll probably use the a rack. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but you can get a hitch rack. Um, uh, lots of options. You can do a lot of different things with it. So yeah, did you not on a previous edition of the podcast? Weren't you talking about just parking your car entirely for this? Uh, I, I summer? was. I was. Um, yeah. I decided against that. Um, there's too many. Um, I like to get out of town to ride yeah. my bike and. Um, because uh, because frankly it's bloody dangerous riding your bike in town because people seem to hate cyclists in this well time. and look our weather i know you like to ride your bike to work but we're gonna we're going into june eventually which is a very stormy month like if so if you wake up in the morning and the forecast is just for non-stop thunderstorms do you really want to be yeah, yeah, biking? I, don't, I, I don't mind i would yeah probably not but i wouldn't mind that i don't mind the rain i can yeah. actually like being out in the rain or whatever that wouldn't bother me hail uh, maybe not hail but it's just it's nice to get out of town there's lots of great trails around manitoba to ride your bike on and um, even if you just go anywhere you want and just ride gravel roads right um you know to avoid all of the crazy drivers or whatever so um yeah so um plus i i, I think i like the idea of maybe getting a bit of a, a a tent trailer or a travel trailer to tow around a little bit 
and do some camping or whatever. So this this one, good stuff. I can do a lot of different things with this or whatever. So you so pick it up on. Uh, I could Friday. maybe even throw golf clubs in there if I decide yes. to play golf again. That you should play golf. We should play golf. I might. We go. should go. We should go for a round somewhere this year. Oh, you know, I haven't played in five years. Well, Mike. that's okay. It doesn't have to be for money. Like, I mean, you'd still be. You'd still oh. mop the floor with oh, me, anyways. Well, I don't know about that. How'd you do the other day? You so I shot nine. I shot ninety six at Larders. It was okay, but I beat Jay Bell by a stroke, which is really all that matters. <laughs> um, it was my second round of the year, and but my goodness, still Steve, using those archaic clubs. I am. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was hitting him pretty well, though. Uh, I The ninth hole at Larders, though, will go down as... So I missed my first ever What's the eagle. Hole? How does that go? It's a par four, about 420. Does it go out and then left? Out and right. Out and right. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I missed an eagle by a foot. Oh, wow. Um, hit a really nice drive to about the one... It was about 160, and then I hit a seven iron in from 160 yards out. Wow to a foot nice like shot. and i'm talking an action like where my playing partners just you just hit it and stuck it or it rolled up there no it rolled up there and they were going to give me the putt but you know you can't take a one you got to tap it in for the birdie there's no tap in but, for, there's no gimmies on no birdies, they were going to no. give it because it was so close like it was a foot it was an actual foot but i wanted to make it although i must admit my heart was pounding a bit thinking you're going to screw this up mcintyre i didn't i mean it's a putt that you really can't miss and so yeah a birdie on the ninth hole which Good for you. uh those were uh those those were some nice shots Birdies so, are fun uh i'm actually playing so that was last thursday which was my last day off because my boss doesn't give me any time off kidding you'll have lots of time off soon i will i will thanks to uh, mcdavid and dry settle but i'm off tomorrow and guess where i'm going no idea. larders oh i'm going golfing again okay this time i'm going with my dad and my son oh nice uh so we have a 230 it's supposed to be like sunny and 23 tomorrow and uh, i think it's changed it's gonna rain oh well then that may uh <laughs> i'm kidding no but there was some talk of rain so i'm hoping there it was, ends up yeah. being okay i think it might be in the evening so we'll see if we can get around in but yeah, my goal, I think I mentioned this, I want to play 20 rounds this year. I've played two, and we're now getting into mid-May, So, but I have a lot of holiday time, and I'll be golfing lots this well, summer. Well, so. 20 times, that's only, like, that's once, that's not a lot. once a week. That's exactly, the, that's yeah, it's doable, for sure. But yeah, we should, uh, maybe we should get it. We okay, should have a free see. press round. Jay Bell could come even with us. We could, me, you, Jay, I don't know if anyone else in the sports Who department golfs. Does Jeff Hamilton, does Taylor, does Mike Swatsky golf? No idea. But uh, it used to be that we all played golf in the sports de- sports department. And yeah, played with lots of people. Let's bring that previously. back. We Tim should Campbell have a... and I used to play a bit. And yeah, Tim's I a good golfer. Tate and Gary Lawless and Julian, the sports editor. Yes, was, uh, our previous sports editor. He played a lot of golf. Some people thought that's all he did. Let's <laughs> 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 hope Julian. Yeah, Julian, I doubt that he is. But <laughs> if he was, he knows. We used to bug him about that all the time. Whatever. <laughs> he, he was. He had a good tan, man. Um, so, um, yeah, I was thinking the other day I ride down that heart trail on my bike and, um, I go by hackers and smackers, which is a driving range that I would go to pretty regularly. And it's calling um, out to you. Yeah. Just come back. Maybe go and hit, I could grab a couple wedges and go see if I can hit a wedge to start with. Um, um, everything, if you can hit a wedge. That's my thing. If I can be accurate with my wedges, I can hit any club, right? Do you know what I mean? I so, agree. I yeah. totally agree. And I, my wedge is probably my favorite club to hit. I love just the little soft lob shots from off the side of the green. Right. And I, I actually love short game is my favorite part of golf. I love the bump and runs. 
like around the fringe and stuff. I, I love all that. Um, I don't work on it nearly enough, but I feel that that's probably... Yeah, people go to the driving range and they just hit the driver. Right, they want to smash the, the hell range. out of the yeah, ball. Yeah, like, like, I, 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 I would often, most often, I would go to the driving range and not even take... The, I just would take a couple of clubs. Yeah. And, um, and usually like eight iron and maybe like a 50 degree wedge or something like that. And so if I can hit those two clubs, like, and, and, and it's all about hitting it properly, like right. hitting down on the ball and through and all that or whatever, all the things that I learned over the years of playing golf or whatever, if I can do that with those two clubs, that it's the same swing with a driver. You should swing every club exactly the same. Yes. And so um, if, if I can do that, then so maybe I'll go. I've got a couple of days off coming up. Good stuff. Well, the Jets could be golfing in a couple of weeks if they, uh, yeah. they can't find a way nice to beat segue, the Oilers. Right? So. All right, so we'll do this again next Wednesday. And, and we think when we're back here next Wednesday, maybe we're either it's either going to be the start of the series that night or the following day. So we'll uh, we'll. That's exciting. That They're going to be the playoffs. I mean, the Jets are in the playoffs, folks. You know, like... Uh, only 16 out of 31 teams made yeah, it like so, so. You know, they've made the playoffs again you know they've got a chance we'll see how it goes you know um, I'm, I'm I, I hope they go far I sometimes I feel like I'm cheering for them I, I in some ways I am only in that we're not gonna have anything to write right. about once they're done it's not cheering for the Jets it's cheering for our <laughs> sports section and uh, I mean fans are fans are engaged so you want to give the fans what yeah. they want yeah exactly yeah so, so we'll see how it goes all right enjoy all right, the folks. week enjoy the great weather bye-bye